Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and a traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help you enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. The Certified Public Accountant Credential is recognized as one of the most trusted business and financial consulting credentials available. Obviously, as a CPA firm, we see the value this credential brings to the business community every day. But we also know that not all CPA practices as part of a firm. In fact, businesses often seek out CPAs to join their teams full-time, which just so happens to be the case of today's guest. For those of you who are longtime listeners of Unsuitable, today's guest needs no introduction, but for those of you who started listening sometime after episode 50, that may not be the case. Therefore, I'm pleased to introduce today's guest, Mark Van Benskoten. Mark is not only the former director of Ray's not-for-profit services team, he was the very first host of Unsuitable on Ray Radio. Mark left Ray a few years ago to accept the chief financial officer position at Roush Honda, where his CPA credentials continue to drive value. On today's episode of the podcast, we will go down memory lane a little bit. We will talk about the overall value a CPA brings to the business community, and we will talk a little bit about what's going on in the automotive industry. Really looking forward to today's conversation. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Mark Van B. <laughs> Dave, it's great to be here. It's great to see you. You're looking very good. Uh, good. You know, it's not much has changed since you were there. The scripts still suck. They're hard to read, you know, and they give you to the last minute. I didn't want to say dated, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> but you have some new equipment. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It does look very nice. So, you know, I want to talk about, obviously, the, uh, you know, the start of this podcast uh, was about four years ago. You were one of the architects, along with Ray's marketing team. And here we are, almost 200 episodes later. That's very exciting. And what is interesting is, I believe I was your very first guest. Yes, you were. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but you're my last guest. Last official guest. Oh well, it so, makes me honored. I've uh, I enjoyed being a part of it. I listen uh, regularly. It uh, I look back at accomplishments, and being part of this is definitely one of my accomplishments. Sure. You know, as we walk down memory lane, you remember the uh, you know where this uh, idea was hatched. Uh, there was you, myself, and uh, uh, a good friend of ours, Brad Circoni. And Let's not get uh, carried away. Well, that's true. And we thought, how in the world are we going to sell this to the marketing department? You remember that? We thought, I do remember that. There's no way they're going to buy it. And we get, we talked them into it. We did. And then we said, how are we going to how how are we going to sell this to the other partners? And we did. And we did. So here we are. Congrats. It uh, it was just an interesting process. You know, can you have content? And obviously, you've uh, launched uh, launched that and got over that and continue to have you know quality content, which I think is always important. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to surround yourself with people that can see not just the downside, but see, oh, what's the, what's the potential. And I think obviously this is a great differentiator between uh, other accounting firms and other professional service firms is, is being able to do this with sustainability. You know, when we started this four years ago, we were certainly on the cutting edge. You know, there weren't many CPA firms, if any, who had, uh, they had podcasts, but we committed and hey, we were going to do it once a week, you know, and we did and we have, and. You know, you guys started that. So I want to thank you for that. It's certainly, a lot of fun doing it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And certainly hats off to the Ray marketing team. You know, kudos to you guys. 
And then certainly our, our producer, uh, Brad Cerconi, we owe him uh, get a lot of credit. Plug? He does. He does. Uh, but, you know, he's, uh, he's wonderful at branding and culture, and he recognized that this was something that, you know, Ray could use. And certainly, um, you know, I gave him a four-star a four rating. You know, I wanted to give him a five-star. Out of 10? No, it was four out of five. Oh, you know, I wanted to give the him the, uh, the five, but he had that, that problem a few years ago with farm animals, so I couldn't really give him a five. <laughs> I thought that didn't make the news, but I guess I was wrong. So, so you know, I guess he is maybe a four and a half. Yeah, four and a half, yeah. <laughs> If you've seen the pictures, you still might have given them the five. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad comment. How do we get this thing back? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> How do we? So, so obviously, the podcast is still a lot of fun to do. It was some of the each month was I look forward to you know like oh it's I think Thursdays yeah we did them yeah, on Thursdays Thursdays, right, Thursdays. we right. do them on Thursdays and it was always just a lot of fun. And always, uh, you know, allowed me to be creative, right? And and people's like, oh, accountants aren't creative, and that that's right. Maybe some are, but the, and uh, you and I are, right? And so is right. And it was just always very enjoyable to come in here, be creative, learn. I learned so much from interviewing the people and, and having the conversations, and I just thoroughly enjoyed those days. And uh, uh, missed that when I went to work uh, for for Roush. I, I missed missed doing that. So, you know, to our listeners, if if they're thinking about a podcast uh, starting or just thinking, uh, I think a conversation with, uh, you know, Ray's, Ray's marketing team. Well, <laughs> that's three. He, he's, he's <laughs> at, you know, he's out on the farm on Fridays. <laughs> so you may not be able to. <laughs> that's true. But I would think, right, if you're, if you're contemplating, talk to the Ray marketing team. They can understand, you know, what you need from equipment to host, um, a commitment from your other partners, your other owners, who you're going to have, and, and just schedule all of that out. It takes a lot of work, and there is a little, you don't want to, you don't want to fail, but you can't, you know, not do something because you right. might fail. You still have to go forward. Yeah. One of my takeaways that I learned just how important a, uh, marketing team and a marketing strategy can be in any business and uh, take the podcast, for example, and the content. And, and that team worked awfully hard to make sure the content was, you know, they studied it and the content was where it needed to be. I, I agree. I was going to say appropriate, but after our last few comments, I'm not sure, <laughs> but generally appropriate. Sure, sure. And and those were those were in my notes. I I didn't make that up. Those were in my notes. So you know, it's interesting. You know, uh, you know the the marketing and the branding. So I'm Roush. We're an auto dealership, and re, we're retail. And uh, a big movement underfoot for us the last few months is is digital. Uh, you know, YouTube, social media, and. You guys, Ray, was in front of that with the podcast before, you know, a retail organization. So that's that's commendable that, to, to see that, to see the benefit of that, to drive traffic, to get that notice. So. Right, right. And I want to talk about the auto industry because it's, uh, you know, our economy goes like the auto industry goes. I mean, it's such a driver. And, and of course, I see Roush Honda's name all over Columbus, you know, Roush Ford all over uh, Columbus. So... You guys have done a fantastic job of branding and Thank culture you. building on your own. It, it's important, you know. Our, our 
we'd love to sell you a car today, but it's more important for us to sell you a car in two years and three years and have your kids buy cars and your grandkids and get them service. So similar to a public accounting, it's that relationship is really what we're striving for. Making an investment into the communities where you know where we live, where we work, is also important to to, to get that brand recognition that we're not just here. You know, again, oh, we're going to sell you this car. We're going to make as money on that car as possible. But understanding, we want to buy. You know, to 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 buy that business. So you're going to keep coming back to us. You know that the Roush name has been in the marketplace since the '60s, I believe. Correct. And you guys are an ESOP. 100% owned. So, First auto uh, dealership to be 100% owned in the country. Wonderful. That's a great fact. That's uh, that that's uh, a, a fantastic uh, organization and, and thought process. It's kind of interesting that the, so you you have a dealer agreement with uh, with a manufacturer and somebody has to sign their name and says I, I am I am the guy. You know when it when it hits the fan, I'm the guy. And they didn't like. Well, you, you're an ESOP. Who who's the guy? I guess as father, three daughters, who's the individual? Who's the woman? And 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 they, they haven't it's been very slow to overcome this, but you have publicly traded auto dealerships and somehow they get by it, but us being employee owned, that they, they struggle with that. Right. And then when we purchased the Ford store, Ford had no problem. Had no problem. Um and so it's just interesting that 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 dynamic as to what right. the hurdle is right. as to who who can own a dealership. You know, as we as we look at uh, today's media and what's ahead of us in at your industry, uh, certainly the discussion about tariffs and the taxation and the investment in you know fuel efficient or electric cars. And can you can you talk a little bit about? Let's start with the tariffs. Sure, I can talk a lot. I know you can. <laughs> Wind me up. Yeah. Um, so the tariffs. You know, we get our cars from our manufacturers, Honda and Ford. We don't get to negotiate the price. They say, here's your truckload of cars. Here's what you're going to pay. And here's what it is. A lot of times, the money comes out of our bank account even before we get the cars. So we it's a novelty idea. We, we, don't, we don't have a lot of say in that. So the, the tariffs that are being paid, we, we, it doesn't affect us directly. Um, you know, that, you know, ultimately gets passed along to the end consumer, the end buyer. So they're the ones that any impact. Um, Glad to say that the units currently are, are up for us, which is obviously very exciting. So we haven't seen much of an impact of any kind of tariffs or, or concern about that. You know, our, our business issues tend to relate it to the overall economy, interest rates and how do people feel. And I think the economy is, is, doing, is doing good right now. And I think people, I think the economy is doing better than people feel it's doing. And so it's working, working well for us. Right. Right. And so I, I think we're just uh, maybe seeing the tip of the iceberg on this tariff thing. And uh, you pointed out it's going to be passed along to the consumer. At the end, correct. At, at the end. I don't know how any business would would not pass that along. You just have to, just like any other cost. Correct. It's a cost of the, uh, cost the, of the widget. Product. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So what about the fuel-efficient uh, cars, uh, you know, that we uh, are, are beginning to see and in, in the carbon footprint reduction? You know, what are your— what do you what do you sense ahead for, for you, know, that's, you guys? That's um, I don't want to say it's a concern; it's an opportunity. I mean, our business is going to change. You know, car ownership in theory is on the decline. Cheer, they keep saying, you know, it was like 17 million new cars were sold last year, and like, oh, it's not going to be that. We're probably pace right now to probably do 17.1 million. That, that's on a, that's not just us, right? <laughs> I was going to say, oh boy, you're buying. <laughs> that's on a national level. 
So, but but who's buying those cars? The Ubers, the Lyfts, you know, these big uh, companies are buying these cars. Rental companies are buying a lot of these cars. So individual owners, individual ownership is probably on the decline. So what what does that mean to us? And we have to we have to figure that out. On the you know the autonomous vehicles, what does that what does that mean? Body shop probably going to go down. Um, the fuel efficient cars, um, the electric cars, you know your uh, your service department's going to take a hit on that. But there's still a lot of cars on the road, so it's not going to like it's going to happen tomorrow. But you have to start thinking about that as to what does what does that do to your to your business, your business model, and you know you know you have ten bays. Do you need ten bays? Maybe that could be something else. So we need to we need to be proactive. We're talking about those things um, as to what what's it going to look like in, in five years and ten years, and what will our customers need, and 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 it's probably going to be different than what we're providing today. And you have to be willing to accept that, and uh, and then you know and not run away from it. You know, this is again the value of a CPA placed in a very, very complex industry that has the ability to look strategically and also look at the metrics. And that's why we invited you back, Mark, you know, the value of a CPA. I, uh, well, I appreciate being back. And, you know, when I, uh, when I left Ray, it was a very hard decision. I'd been public accounting for 29 years, had been at Ray for 10 years, and uh, just thoroughly enjoyed the Ray culture, the environment, the opportunity, the people, the clients. And I have a hard time saying no to people in, in, in my my our president Jeff Brindley, you know, he would talk to me about. It. I said, "Well, what about this? Okay, don't worry. Well, what about this? Don't worry about it." Duh, duh. And so every hurdle I threw up, he just kept knocking it down until I I had nothing else. So I said yes. And then I I got really nervous. I'm like, "Oh man, what if this doesn't work?" And you know, Sue, she's like, uh, "Hey, shithead, if this doesn't work, <laughs> what yeah. are we gonna do?" I'm like, yeah. "Well, I haven't burned any bridges at Ray. I think so." But it was nervous. And, and on my very first day, it's getting around lunchtime. And I, I, I said, Jeff, do you have plans for lunch? He goes, no. I said, well, let's go to lunch. And I went to him. I go, I think we made a mistake. I have no idea what I'm doing. And he, he just laughed at me. And we still talk about this. And he's just like, just slow down. Everything's going to be fine. And it took me a little, you know, a little while to get, you know, my feet underneath me. But being able to add value Think about things strategically from a different lens. I, I, I would like to think I have helped. You know, being able to take your time and say, you know, let's not be reactionary. Let's just take our time. Let's figure it out. Let's be strategic about these things. It's not just this decision on a Thursday. Well, what's this mean? And, you know, next Thursday when the same thing is going to come up, how are we going to handle that one? Let's get a system. Let's get, you know, procedures in place. And I do think that I've added some uh, added some value to that, and that and that makes me proud. Sure. Well, you brought some of the the attributes that you learned in the public accounting profession out into industry. I mean, you you totally did that. Uh, correct. It, uh, um, you know, the you know being able to take your time into recontracts. I mean, just a lot of contracts, and like, well, before we sign that. Let, let's take our time and read that and make sure we're comfortable. And, and even if we can't change it, let's know that, you know, what we're getting into. Right. And right. and that's, I think, has been helpful. You know, also, you know, in your career, you were also a longtime director, board of directors uh, on the Ohio Society of CPAs. And then you were the president of the Ohio Society of CPAs, which is a, a, a wonderful organization for folks in the CPA profession. But also, we learned that our, our Ohio CPA profession is one of the leaders in the country 
as far as association. You were you were the president of that organization at one time. Another thing that I'm proud of, uh, it, it, it is a leader. You know, they, they tend to think of associations, the bigger, the better. So like New York gets a lot of attention, California, Texas. But from a, a, a um, representation standpoint and, and a, a thought leader, Ohio is right up there, if not, you know, leading that whole group. And, and you know, it's a commitment of people of their time, their passion, uh, dollars, you know, to make that, to make that happen. And it's not a go, okay, we're going to do it for a few years. You know, Clark Price was there for a long time. Uh, he retired, then they brought in Scott Wiley. Um, and, and he was, you know, definitely the, uh, you know, the right hire. And it, it's fun being part of things successful. It, it, it does make it more enjoyable. Right. right. Well, you know, the CPA designation. Kind of like being a Yankee fan. That's, oh, yeah, yeah good. You're, you are that yes, and a Giants fan for sure. But the CPA profession uh, for both of us has been just a wonderful profession. And I think, uh, would you do it again? For sure. Would you? How did you get, how did you pick accounting as your profession? Oh, I don't know. I had a relative that was in accounting and he was making a lot of money and he was in industry. I thought, oh boy, I want to make a lot of money. And he was industry. I, you know, that was the wrong way to make the decision, but I saw some of the material things he was able to provide for his family, and it was the CPA designation that I think drew drew that to mm-hmm. me. So, you know, again, ethics, CPAs go through uh, ethics testing on a regular basis. Uh, I've worked with you enough. I know you take ethics very seriously along with an, uh, a lot of our colleagues in, in the profession. I think that's one of the things that sticks out for me in the CPA profession is the ethics side of business. What do you think about how does that uh, translate to today's business environment, folks that you've run across? Well, it, it is it is powerful. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to you know, be able to put your head down on the pillow and be able to go to sleep. You have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and, 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 and hopefully not cringe. And you know you, you you are making choices throughout the throughout the day, and sometimes you you do it right, sometimes you do it wrong. But hopefully you do it wrong, you go back and and you make it correct. Um, so it just has to be imperative, you know. You know, certified public accountant. You know, you're 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 trusted. You're, you're you you have a standard not just to the people that you you know of, but there there's people that you you don't even know that that have trusted you with uh, with this designation. So you need to uphold that. You can't you can't shy away from that. And, and so dealing in business, I mean, I would like to think even if you don't have a license requirement or an ethics requirement, you're still going to hold yourself to a standard that, that you're proud of. And it, it needs to be. And I wish, you know, I wish everybody had, you know, a little gut check every now and then and said, what's, what's the right thing? Not just from a legal standpoint or regulatory, but you know, what's the right thing to, what's the right thing to do? But I, I do, I, it doesn't bother me to take the ethics, uh, you know, training that we have to, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that, that, uh, that thought process, you know, step back and a little self-evaluation as to uh, what you go through. Um, I, I think it's important and I do think it sets us apart. You know, as, as, as we have learned that young people are, are shying away from the profession a bit, the numbers are down. Uh, I think recently they've come up a bit, but again, I think it's a big springboard to anything that anybody wants to do. I, I agree with that. As I he was telling my story before about not, you know, not going to fit in, I, I could not think of any better training that I had than to, to be a CPA and to be a CPA at Ray to go and, and, to, and to work to work in industry and to, and to help my my current employer Roush. Um, it, it it was just it was just awesome. 
prepared you, radically prepared you from you know uh, uh, again being being creative, uh, being committed to lifelong learning, to building uh, you know uh, uh, professional relationships, uh, to being able to multitask, to be able to you know represent yourself and your employer in a positive way. I mean, it's just. I can't go on and on. You know, if you want to get technical about reading contracts, developing pay plans, issuing financial statements, it just goes on and on. The the impact that my my public accounting experience has helped Roush. I think you should bill him. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get the billing clerk in here. Yeah, sorry, Jeff. Here, here it comes. Uh, but you know, it goes beyond the metrics and the numbers. And I, and I think you know the stereotype with CPAs are, oh, you guys are good at numbers, and you know you're kind of square. You know, that's kind of the stereotype. Um, I don't think you fit that stereotype. I don't think you do either. Um, right. We're not, and they would say we're not good communicators, but here we're doing a podcast. And it's helped us. Yes, it has. It's helped us. But I think the metrics are one thing. We know enough about the metrics. And, and knowing you, I think it's the, the CPA profession gave us an opportunity to expand our leadership skills, our communication skills, probably more than any other profession. Look how many times you had to speak in front of a lot of groups. Look how many times you had to mentor and coach. It it uh, it was interesting. I read an article one time, you know, that said that you know that if you're the smartest person in the room, but nobody will listen to you, what what good is it? I knew I was never going to be the smartest person in the room, so I had to get people to listen to me, and and so trying to just to understand people and how you know how they work, how they react, and read people. And you learn that in public accounting, you know, trying to, you know, try to get something across to a client or to a partner or to a friend has been, has been impactful. I'm not the best accountant. I don't, that might be a shock to some people, but, you know, I, I do think people, when I, when, you know, I have something to say, I think people are like, oh, you know, they're, they're going to give me a, a little bit of, you know, a credibility in the beginning to listen to me. And it's not because I'm the smartest accountant. You know, I do, uh. I want to jump back a little bit as a very successful CFO for Roush Honda, being in the automotive industry. Um, can I ask you a couple of questions? Sure. Yeah. You change your own oil? Do not. You uh, fix your brakes? Do not. <laughs> have you ever sold a car? I have not. You need a license to do that. That's not ethical. <laughs> there you go. Well, why don't you get the license? Could you? Uh, you I, could sell a car. I could sell a car, correct. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's a real talent there. It, 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 yeah. I've seen those. I've seen our individuals work, and there is a real talent there, and it is uh, it is impressive um, to you know to bit again. Uh, our mantra isn't just today's car, so you know we could sell them something they don't need, but to get them, it's like no, you really don't need you know that Mustang GT. You know, how about just the regular Mustang that might be fit for what yeah. you're talking about? And, and to see them get through that, and and the people drive off happy and a positive review. It, it, there, it's a real that's a real talent. What's the uh, what's the trade-in value of a black uh, Mercedes? You got a any? Black Mercedes? Yeah, any? The one with the dent on the driver's side door? Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Uh, How many miles you got on that thing? Totaled. Yeah, totaled. 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 You know the the automotive industry uh, again is I think on the cutting edge. I think you guys are going to explode. Uh, Thank you. I hope so. From the economic side, I mean, it just it just feels that way. I I, I agree with you, and I I I I I don't know if I'm fooling myself. I but it, it, right now it is very exciting. Just a, a lot of opportunity, a lot of challenges, but a lot of opportunities for us. And I think we're positioned to to take advantage of those. Right. 
you know, we, uh, you know, kind of review some of the things we talked about. Certainly, we talked about ESOP. If there's uh, uh, our listeners who are thinking about an ESOP or having an ESOP that isn't quite working correctly, and we needed um, to reach out to you, could, could you Feel free? Could you talk to them about Definitely. ESOP? You guys got it right. Certainly, we talked about what's new in the auto industry and what's going on and the value of a CPA, and certainly the benefits uh, of the podcast. You know, as we kind of close uh, today's episode, can you remember some of your favorite moments of unsuitable on Ray Radio? Sure. (laughs) Okay, so you remembered. Can you share them? I know you remember. How about about sharing them? There was, um, (laughs) so we're in a conference room and right outside the window was a parking lot. And one time, somebody's car alarm was going off. And I just went on this little riff about, well, that's very alarming what you're saying. And, well, that's kind of disturbing. And and I, and I don't remember who it was, but I was just so proud. Of, no, I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but I was just so proud of myself doing yeah. it. Yeah. And then we had a uh, gentleman, we used to ask a question. I don't know if you still ask a question, like, you know, if you were a superhero, who would you want to be? No, that was you. That was your... <laughs> That was oh, okay. that was your blueprint, and uh, something about the, the, like uh, like Captain Backup or something like that, and and he said that he wanted to walk around with a big D on his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was how did you handle that? Did did the uh, producer leave that in there? I, I, oh, believe, yeah. I believe he did. Yeah. I just thought that was just gold. Yeah. I just thought, I'm tearing up thinking oh, about folks, that. I still, folks, we've lost the room. I'm the, you know. I don't know what to tell you. We've lost the room. Um, uh, and then there was a guy. There was a guy from uh, I think it was a marketing company. It was the three thirty group, but he was a younger guy. And I, and I said, well, why not the four twenty group? And he just kind of looked at me. Ah, he knew what I was saying. That's some. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing of any any content quality, but for me. Being a smartass, sure, a lot of good content. <laughs> hey, you should do a podcast on the automotive industry. You know, I can, I can fix you up with some marketing talent. I can fix you up with a production crew. You know, we've talked about that at the dealership. We're, we're, we're trying to get going, as I mentioned, with the YouTube and social media. And I think that's the next, people are buying into that. So I think that that could be the next ev- evolution for us, sure. Well, car buying has changed. The way people buy cars yes. has has changed. I mean, let's it be has. honest about it. It's 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 crazy. You know, they they say that you know people would go to dealership to find a car. Now they find a car to find. I mean, it's reversed. You know, this is oh, I see you have this car. I want that car. Or before they'd come and says, oh, what do you have? And you could sell them what you have on your lot. It, it has completely uh, completely flipped. And you go on the website, and all of a sudden there's somebody ready to talk to you. What do you need? Correct. For your order. So, Correct. Looks good. Our guest today has been Mark Van Benscoten. Uh, I did pronounce that correctly. You, I, you know, there's one of the I, few people well, that can. Uh, well, I would say people at Ray could do it. My previous employer, but prior to Ray, could not. So I appreciate that coming. So to me. I only worked there 17 years, yeah, and they so couldn't get it right. They couldn't get it right. So it's we we know you as Van B. So our guest today has been Van B, CFO of Roush Honda. Mark, thanks for joining us today. Dave, thank you very much. You've done a great job, and good luck in retirement. Thank you. You continue to be a great advocate for the CPA profession, as well as a great ambassador uh, for Ray & Associates. Thanks for coming back to talk to us and hopefully come back sometime soon again. Listeners, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Unsuitable on Ray Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or YouTube, or visit www.raycpa.com insight 
and subscribe to our weekly podcast email and get a weekly reminder when a new episode hits. In the meantime, you can help us share today's episode by liking it, giving it a thumbs up, commenting on it, and sharing it with your network. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, accompanied by Mark Van Benskoten, alongside Abby, Becca, Bixler, and Brad, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.